Riders Radio Theater is on the air. It's time to saddle up and ride the airways once again with America's favorite cowboys, riders in the sky. Two slim, the man of many hats, with a Paul, the king of the cowboy fiddlers, and Ranger Doug, the idol of American youth. This is Texas Big Spin to invite you to join Riders in the Sky for a thrilling program of high yodeling adventure. We're gonna ride and rope and wrangle the tune. We're gonna hoop and holler and howl at the moon. Oh, 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 there's a place around the fire for you with riders in the sky. So come on and let's ride. And now with the 1,975th performance of their career, here are Riders in the Sky. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, buckaroos and buckarettes, and thank you, Texas Bix Bender, the voice that sold a million baby chicks over border radio. Let's hit the trail, boys. Ride where that Idaho moon is shining bright. A one, two, three. Where the happy brook with laughter spills and playfully runs down the hills, the great white owl blinks wide at the sight and the light of the Idaho moon. Where the eagle soars in the sky serene, above lush valleys cool and green, and the white-tailed deer come out at night by the light of the Idaho moon. Down a trail through a vale I'm hurrying, where the mountains kiss the sky. At the top I'll stop my worrying and throw my cares to the Idaho moon on high. And it's near I'll stay till the time runs out, till he calls me home and leads me out of the hills who'll see my soul in flight by the light of the Idaho moon. Till he calls me home and leads me out On the hills who'll see my soul in flight By the light of the Idaho moon Riders Radio Theater will return But first, for your children's sake Please pay close attention to the following dramatization. And in the next act, the Kendisar Come in, young man, close the door. Uh, thank you for seeing me, sir. Glad to. Do you have an MBA from Harvard? Well, uh, no, sir. I, then I get out. Have... No, but I sir, said get out. Out, 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 get out. Send the next one in, Miss Olivetti. Uh, 
Hello, sir. Before you take another step, young lady, do you have a law degree from Yale? Well, I... I well, either I, you do I, or you don't. I, I, no, sir, I, I Get don't. out! No MBA from Harvard, no law degree from Yale, no work. Not at this bowling alley. Yes, friends, sad but true. In this day and age, a youngster just starting out hasn't got much of a chance without an MBA from Harvard, a law degree from Yale, or at least a PhD from MIT. Now, I know you know what a terrible strain in education at one of these schools would put on any family budget. Well, suppose I were to tell you that there's a way for you to send your kids to one of these fine schools, that your kids can be corporate attorneys or NBAs, and all that'll cost to you of only $9.99. Why, you'd have to say, Texas Bix, that's a pretty doggone good deal, now, wouldn't you? Of course you would. Well, hold that thought for just a minute. I'll tell you more about it. But first, let me ask you this. Friends, have you checked the price of eggs lately? If you have, you know that they're going for as much as 69 cents a dozen. Yes, rampant eggflation is pecking away at your family budget. Well, take heart. The folks at the Del Rio Chicken Ranch are as concerned about this as you are. And they've come up with a way for you to beat eggflation forever. If you'll send them only $9.99, they'll send you 100 live baby chicks. These little gold mines leave the Del Rio Chicken Ranch in a carton of fertile eggs. Then somewhere along the route in the warm confines of the U.S. postal system, they hatch and arrive on your doorstep, turbing away. You and your family will thrill as you watch your very own baby chicks grow up to be full-breasted layers, providing you with the freshest eggs known to man or fowl. And neighbors, these Del Rio chickens are top-flight layers. They lay, they lay, they lay, they lay, and they lay. Soon you'll discover that your family can't possibly eat all these eggs. What do you do? Why, you put the dozens of extra eggs in little baskets and give these to little Johnny and Susie. They take them around to the neighbors and sell them for 39 or 49 cents a dozen. The neighborhood will snap them up because that's well below the supermarket price. Then you take the money the kids collect for the eggs down to the bank, open up an interest-bearing account, and when the time comes for those kids to go to college, you guessed it. Send them to Harvard, Yale, or even MIT because you've planned for it and they've earned it and all at a cost you of only $9.99. So get your Visa Albanian Express or MasterCard out and call 1-900-AIG-PLAN. That's 1-900-AIG-PLAN. And if you'll like before midnight, I'll also send you absolutely free an autographed picture that glows in the dark of Woody Paul. So don't delay. Pick up the phone and call now. Here again are riders in the sky. Ladies and gentlemen, that was the spiel that sold a million baby chicks over Border Radio, and you've heard it here tonight on Riders Radio Theater. Sign me up. I have two kids ready to go to college tonight. Slim. Yes. <laughs> you know, I know the folks over the radio can't see this, but I can't believe you're wearing those later hose in here. Well, uh, ladies and gentlemen. What's the story here? Anyway? It's Oktoberfest, Ranger Doug, and, uh, and uh, so it's, uh, it's great for me to... Uh, be here celebrating Oktoberfest. You know, Oktoberfest is really a state of mind. Yeah, and it's got to be slim because uh, it's it's not Oktoberfest. So, here. well, we're celebrating here in honor of our guest tonight. So, Bert and the, and the little Heidi's hand out the sausages and the sauerkraut to the audience here. We've got plenty of polar sausage, kibasa, and the sauerkraut. So they're handing them out to the audience. Everybody at home, open up some sauerkraut. Get out some kibasa. In honor of our, of our guest here. Bert, you're going to throw some out there? Boy, that's quite a fastball, Bert. Yeah, Slim, Ranger. I, I think I know what this is all about. At least I hope I do. I think this must be in honor of our special guest. It is, Ranger Doug, ladies and gentlemen. Oktoberfest is polka time. And when you think polka, you think of Joey the Cow Polka King, but also of the man who, who taught Joey everything he knows. Uh, here he is, America's polka king, Frankie Yankovic. Thank you very much. Real, real wonderful to be here and play along with Joey as you've been for a long time. 
Boy, Frankie, it is such a thrill to have you here. When I was just a little buckaroo growing up in western Grand Rapids, you were... <laughs> You were a god, Frankie, and this is really a thrill for me to, to stand up here with you. Wow. Well, what do you say we play a Grand Rapids special just because? Oh, that's great. Oh, Joey, do you know this one? Just because you think you're so pretty. Just because you think you're so hot. Just because you think you've got something that nobody else has got. Why do you cause me to stand on my money? You like to call me old Santa Claus I'm telling you, baby, I'm good Just because, just because, hey! Everybody, Mascarada that nobody else she's a godson. Tis Maldives and you're the problem, boy, it's not ya. City Atlas and you're Stanley Claus. You're from Temple Vado, you're from Temple Vini, Sanjati, Sanjati. Just because you think you're so pretty, everybody. Just, just because you think you're so hot. Just because you think you've got something That nobody else has got Why you cause me to spend all my money? All my money! You have to call me old Santa Claus I'm telling you, baby, I'm through with you just because Just because I'm telling you, baby, I'm through with you just because Just because That was wonderful. Wow, Ranger Doug, you know how excited I am to have Frankie Yankovic on here? How excited are you, Joey? Well, Ranger Doug, you know that I'm known all around the world as the Cowpoke King, but long that. before that, when I was only 13 years old and I was a little buckaroo, Frankie Yankovic took me into his ranch and he taught me all the ropes. And that's how come I'm the Cowpoke King today. <laughs> well, that's great. Right. Gosh. You know, we've had seven banjos on this stage, but I don't know that we've ever had two accordions. <laughs> Frankie, you've had such a, a great musical career. I guess you've done everything you ever wanted to do, haven't you? Thank you very much. That's right. I yeah, had a million selling records, a couple of them. Toured oh. all over the world. Gosh, start on TV and radio. Well, boys, there's one thing. One thing? Yes. One thing you've always wanted to do? That's right. That well, as you know, I love Western movies. Really? Especially the chase scenes. Yeah. And I've always wanted to play for one of them. Wow, you mean like when the good guys are racing against certain death and the smashing accordion music powers them to safety? Yep, that's what I mean. But they don't make Western movies anymore, so I guess I may never get to do it. Wow, no, probably not. Not much chance for that in this day and age. Oh, you never know. <laughs> Things do have a way of working out around here, Frankie. 
But whatever happens, thanks a million for coming on to Riders Radio Theater. It's a big thrill for us. Ladies and gentlemen, another warm round of applause for Frankie Yankovic. Thank you. The award-winning Riders Radio Theater is a mammoth radio pictures presentation in association with WPLN Productions. This program is being taped live at the Tennessee Performing Arts Center in Nashville, Tennessee. And now, Riders Radio Theater presents the ongoing saga of the Cowboy Way. Tonight, episode seven of the exciting Western melodrama, Curse of the Lost Gold Scrub. As faithful listeners will no doubt recall, in our last episode, Slocum was elected mayor of Tumbleweed City. However, since his margin of victory was in excess of 73 times the total population of the entire town, Sidemeat understandably demanded a recount. Oh. Surprisingly, Slocum agreed to it, and it was set for the next day. Then later that same night, Acting Mayor Slocum and Acting Vice Mayor Charlie broke into High Sheriff Drywall's office. Okay, Charlie, take all those ballots to the dumpster out back and burn them. <laughs> right, Slocum. This Charlie quickly did, and while he was at it, he also torched the courthouse and turned himself into a flaming comet. While Charlie was busy being a comet, Slocum was trapped in the fire and presumably lost. Or was he? Time to find out as we present episode 7 entitled, Slocum Goes to Blazes. <laughs> it's morning after the great fire of 89. Riders in the sky, along with most of the town folk, are kicking through the smoldering rubble of their former town landmark. Well, we worked hard all night trying to put that blaze out, but these ashes are all that's left of our 125-year-old courthouse, boys. Yeah, total destruction. Oh, not even Slocum could live through that. Which are inside me, I, I guess he's a goner. Yeah, no one could have withstood the blistering heat of that inferno, boys. I bet it hit 1,500 degrees centigrade. Wow, look at this puddle of melted steel. Wow, that was the safe. Wow. Gee, look here, there's nothing left of the entire building. Except the cornerstone over there. Why, it must be the, the hardest, hardest substance known to man. Gosh, it's a funny-looking cornerstone. It almost looks like one of side meat's biscuits. <laughs> well, uh, in a way, uh, it was. What? Well, uh, my great-granddad baked that thing 125 years ago. Your great-granddad? Yep, USDA meat. <laughs> yeah, the war hero. Yeah, you probably heard of him, yeah. He baked that thing so it was hollow on the inside, and for the dough hardened around it, him and uh, other city fathers filled it with, uh, oh, everyday sort of artifacts and copies of important papers of the day. Oh, wow, you mean it's kind of like a time biscuit? Yeah, that's exactly right, little Paul. It's supposed to be opened exactly 125 years after it was baked. See there, before the biscuit hardened, he wrote there in the dough there. Yeah, I see it. Let's see. To be opened... Uh... In 125 years at 10 a.m. See, that's tomorrow. Yeah, see, it sure is. But, but how can we open it? It's, it's the, the hardest, hardest substance known to man. man. Gosh, that's a really tough one. Maybe I could invent a, a universal solvent. Good idea. Well, no, that would dissolve anything. I couldn't carry it around, could I? No. <laughs> well, we don't need no solvent for this biscuit, Woody. This biscuit was designed with planned obsolescence in mind. What do you mean? It'll disintegrate by itself tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. Wow, that's something I want to see. Uh, me too. I never could get my biscuits to break down that way. <laughs> you're, telling, you're telling me. <laughs> wow, this is exciting. Maybe we should move it over out of the ashes so whatever's in there won't get soot all over it tomorrow when it disintegrates. Great idea, Slim. Come on and help me out. Let's drag this thing out of the okay. way. Oh, come on. Gosh, this thing is heavy. Yeah, look, and there's a little depression in the earth under it. Okay, somebody's in there, boys. Who could it be? Howdy, boys. Slocum! 
What are you doing here? It was getting a little toasty in there last night. <laughs> I had to find some cover, and I knew this biscuit was the cornerstone, so I slipped under it. Moosh! I feel like I've been bit by one of my own children. Moosh! Say, that was some fire. I guess there'll be no ballot recount now. <laughs> I guess there won't be. But there will be a letter to the governor, and yeah. I can assure you that some action will be quick and coming. From the governor. <laughs> well, I don't intend to worry too much about that. Meantime, I'll still be acting mayor, and I'm scheduling a big town meeting to discuss my new budget right here on the site of this burned-out courthouse tomorrow, just before the biscuit disintegrates. <laughs> Wait a minute, how did you know about this biscuit? Oh, I know my history. <laughs> now, if you'll excuse me, I think I'll go freshen up a bit. I had quite a steam bath last night. <laughs> we'll see you here tomorrow morning, Slocum. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Remember me to your horse. <laughs> Meanwhile, in a water trough in front of the Dry Gulch Saloon, a former comet sits and soaks. Oh. Ow. Somebody besides me is going to ruin this day. Ow. Hey, Charlie, Charlie. How you doing there, Charlie? That comet catch you in the bath again last night? Shut up. Sir? I said shut up. I can't shut up, Charlie. It's, it's my sworn duty to tell you I've got good news and bad news for you. Yeah? Yep. First acting Mayor Slocum was burned up when that comet hit the courthouse last night. Say, what's the bad news? That was the bad news, Charlie. <laughs> the good news is according to our city charter, which also burned up, in the event that the mayor cannot carry out his duties, the vice mayor becomes mayor. Yeah? Say, you sure Slocum's dead? Dead as a doornail, Charlie. No one could have lived through that inferno. It ain't melted my office safe. Huh. Mayor Charlie. Yeah, I kind of like it. <laughs> Acting Mayor Charlie, yep. Well, yeah. I got to get over to my temporary office and file impeachment papers against you now. What? What do you mean? That's right. Riders in the sky done brought charges against you. Wait a minute. No sooner had High Sheriff Drywall departed when a recently resurrected, sleazy, ill-tempered acting mayor rounded the corner and appeared before Charlie like an apparition from hell. <laughs> Howdy, Charlie. Boss! I thought you was dead. Why is that, Charlie? Because the courthouse burned down around me after you set it on fire last night? I, I mean... Wait, but Sheriff Drywall is just here and said you was dead. Yeah, dead. <laughs> Tell me, Charlie, would a dead man do this to you? Oh, oh, I don't know. Oh, maybe he would. Would I a dead know. man pick up a two-by-four and hit you over the oh, head with oh, it? Wait a minute, boss. Oh, oh, would a dead oh, man push your oh, head oh. under the water like this? Now get out of the water trough, and tonight when it's good and dark, get out of what's left of the courthouse and bring that big biscuit what's sitting up there to my office at the saloon. <laughs> Charlie did as directed, and at one minute before midnight, while the rest of the valley, tired from battling the fire the night before, slept the sleep of the good, evil gathered around a century-old biscuit in the back of the Dry Gulch Saloon. Say, boss, what are we doing gathered around this old biscuit anyway? We're waiting, Charlie. <laughs> at the stroke of midnight, that biscuit's gonna disintegrate. Welcome. <laughs> weren't you listening to the Texas Bakes earlier? Huh? That biscuit ain't gonna disintegrate till 10 o'clock tomorrow morning. Wrong again, Charlie. The biscuit's gonna disintegrate at midnight because when it was baked 125 years ago, this valley was on Western Saving Time. Western Saving Time? Yeah, it was something they come up with back 125 years ago. It's a long story, Charlie. I'll tell you about it next episode. 
I mean, uh, all you got to know is they got it back on Greenwich Village time or whatever it was. And they lost 10 hours. So at 12 tonight, instead of 10 tomorrow morning, that biscuit's going to be no more. Oh, mm. say, there goes the clock now, boss. Yeah, four. Here goes the biscuit, Charlie. <laughs> hey, boss, look, it's vibrating. Yeah, look at that. Wow. <laughs> What's it doing, Slocum? <laughs> hey, it's gone. Yeah, look at all this stuff. Here's an old gun. Oh, that's brand new. <laughs> yeah, and here's a belt buckle, a newspaper, a headline, uh, Lincoln assassinated. Don't blame that on me, boss. <laughs> Relax, Charlie. Ah, here's what I'm looking for. The lost gold scrap. Gesundheit, boss. Eh? What's that? Never mind, Charlie. You'll find out next week. Right now, you gotta get busy making a big biscuit and putting all this other junk in it for the yokels to find tomorrow morning. Make a biscuit? <laughs> right, and here, put this fake gold map in it. <laughs> That'll get rid of riders in the sky for us. Now go on, get started. <laughs> yeah, okay, I'll make a biscuit for that, all right. Now let's see what we have here. Let's see, it says here, may whosoever shall use this document to selfishly gain power and riches know that it will cost him his immortal soul. Huh. Let's see now. Looks like to use this for power and riches, I have to trade my soul. Ha! <laughs> I don't get it. What's the catch? <laughs> well, let's leave this moral degenerate and move to the next day at 10 a.m. Riders in the sky, High Sheriff Drywall, the acting mayor and acting vice mayor, along with almost everyone else in town, are gathered on the side of their former courthouse for a big town budget meeting and the opening of the time biscuit. So... What can I tell you, ladies and gentlemen? The previous administration got us into some real hot water. There's no dough in the treasury, and we're going to have to face massive cuts in services. Uh, beginning today, there'll be no garbage pickup. Uh, the library's going to be open 10 minutes a day. The community centers will be closed, and there'll be no more public radio. Well, I guess that's not so bad after all. <laughs> oh, yeah, and I gotta raise taxes sky high, too. It, it just has to be done. <laughs> this crowd's turning ugly, boss. I can handle this. Uh, watch. Uh, uh, look, everybody, the biscuit's soft and ready to open. He's right, Ranger Duck. Yeah. No, it sure is. Say, that pine biscuit sure has changed since yesterday. That must have been some trigger USDA meat putting the dough to soften it up. Gosh, it just tears apart like a normal biscuit. Not like yours at all, side meat. <laughs> but the taste, ugh, proves you're a chip off the old block side. Oh, thanks, Woody Palmer. Don't mention it. Let's get it torn apart and see what's in it. Could be something to help the town in its hour of crisis. He could be right, boys. Let's see what we have here. Wow, look, it's full of artifacts. Yeah, here's a gun and a buckle and a sharper image catalog. Oops. <laughs> and a, a newspaper with a headline, Lincoln Assassinated. Oh, hey, here's some old papers. Oh, what's this one? Uh, looks, looks like a map, Ranger Doug. Hey, it is a map. Hey, looks interesting. What's it to? Lost gold? Well, it says here, if a fortune you would find, follow this map to the lost gold skr mine. Well, it's smudged there. I can't make out what that gold scr word is. Gold scr Maybe it's gold script. You know, in the old days, script was a form of money. Yeah, I bet it's lots of money. Well, that could be, but it also could be gold script. Script? What's that? Well, Slim, a script is a carefully crafted, well-thought-out story with dialogue and stage direction that delineates action and drama. 
while carefully etching characterizations and advancing the plot. Really? Boy, we could use one of those around here. You're telling me. Boys, boys, you're wandering off the trail. Look down at the bottom of the map where it says big bucks, easy pickings. Gosh, he's right, Ranger Doug. <laughs> yeah, as your acting mayor, I can tell you this town can really use the money. This is your chance to save the library, the community centers, and even public radio. Much as I hate to... Much as I hate to admit it, he's right. There may be a chance here, and we have to take that chance. According to this map, we start in the superstitious mountains. Come on, boys. Let's ride. Let's ride, boys. Oh. Wasting no time, as heroes seldom do. Riders in the sky, after a brief stop at the famed old Triple X Ranch for supplies, set out on their quest to save a town. But as you might expect, while they're off to do good, Slocum is off to do bad. He and Charlie quickly huddle in his office to plan their evil. Charlie, I want you to get out after the riders and make sure they don't come back. See the wooden crate over there in the corner? Yeah, the one going zzzz. That's the one, Charlie. I want you to take it and head the riders off at Grapevine Pass. Aye. When you get there, be sure to get upwind of them, then open the box and ride for your life. That back box is holding a whirlwind of death. Death. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Charlie ties the buzzing crate to his horse and using a back trail, races ahead of riders in the sky, arriving at Grapevine Pass just ahead of him. Whoa. Oh, boy. Here they are, just behind me. I like fast. Open this crate. <laughs> I wonder what kind of death is in this thing. Wow. Wait. Oh, hey. Ow, ow, ooh, ow, ooh, ow. Giddy up. Ow, ooh, ooh, ow, ow, Moments later, riders in the sky, not knowing the terrible fiends that await them, enter the narrow defile of Grapevine Pass. Look, Ranger Dunk, there must be a really huge honeybee hive around here. Why do you say that, Slim? Because that's the biggest honeybee I ever saw. Ouch! It stunned me. Slim, those aren't normal honeybees. They're not. No. Those are South American killer bees, and the biggest ones I've ever seen. Oh, look behind us! I see it, Sartmeat. A dark cloud blocking the sun as a swarm of giant killer bees. That's right, boys! That's right! They're gaining on us! Ranger Doug, save yourself. Turbo can outrun anything. I'll not leave you, boys. We'll get out of this somehow. Joy, can you play faster? It's no use. We'll never make it with just one accordion. If only we had two accordions. Playing the riders have more than a chance, and even so, but even so, at first it's nip and tuck, and even for a moment, fate holds its breath. Then the power of the twin accordions exerts itself, and the riders fly ahead of the angry swarming bees, shoot through the pass, and out onto the high two cents plane. Soon the bees are just a faint cloud back on the horizon. We're saved! Wish that it were true. What? What now? What now is that in their desperation to escape the killer bees, the riders failed to notice that they were galloping closer and closer to the edge of a spectacularly steep thousand-foot-high precipice. Frankie Joey, slow down! Slow down! The driving accordion music stops, but as the riders try desperately to rein in their charging horses, the earth disappears beneath them, and they begin a headlong plunge into a thousand-foot chasm. the end of Riders in the Sky, our killer bees in your neighborhood. What is the Lost Gold Script? To find out, tune in next week for episode eight entitled Riders Hit Bottom. It's heart-stopping, toe-tapping, high yodeling adventure you won't want to miss, and it's coming next week to this Theater of the Mind. And now, here again are Riders in the Sky. Enjoy the Kalpoka King with Frankie Yankman. I met you where lights were bright People were carefree and gay You were the beautiful lady 
I was in heaven just waltzing with you. You filled me with strange delight. Softly you stole away. Everybody. I dream of that night with you, lady, when first we met. We dance in a world of blue. How can my heart forget? Blue were the skies and blue were your eyes, just like the blue skirt you wore. Come back, blue lady, come back. Thank you, Elizabeth. Thanks, Frankie. Joey, the cowboy, the Yeah.